what's good, everybody? We are back. It is your boy Gerard and your girl Gabby. Episode 111. Oh, Gabby 111 of the Kicks and Shit Show. Up, oh, see, we don't even got air horns going today. Now we are flying with it today. Oh, uh, there we go. There we go. I- there we go. That first air horn made me feel like I was in trouble, Jay. I'm like, I know it's late out on the East Coast. So. It, is, it, it is late it's on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, you know, but of course, the, we, we got the, the, the soundboard is not even up and rolling. You know, this is sometimes you have days like this. Um, anyway, retrograde how, how kind of shit, Jay. It is retrograde oh, shit. Go. Let me tell you. Here we go with the retrograde. <laughs> we got retrograde coming in. I mean, it's it's that's the whole vibe. I don't know. Everything feels like it's a little bit off this week. Okay. You know, mm-hmm, that's just the mood. Mm-hmm. All right, that's cool. And since you know we are a, a um. I mean, we're live to tape. We're not live like right now, but we are live to tape, and we're not going to do much editing. Our guest is already here. It's Alexis Robinson. How are you? <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I've never used this. Uh... You never use Riverside, huh? Yeah, it's um, we like it. It works for us. Um, I know. also never do podcast. I never do these. This is like an exclusive interview <laughs> kind of shit right here. Yes, bless. <laughs> For you, I so never. You, so you, so you're saying this is like you know this is like that sit down you get with like the A lister who never does sit downs. This is what's happening. Not right the A lister, just the very speaking <laughs> er. So I do like one every quarter. Wow. Hey, for Alexis, this is exclusive shit right here, y'all. We we are fortunate that we are the ones who uh, <laughs> who got the one exclusive for this quarter. Um, <laughs> So, folks, if you've been listening to the pod the last couple of weeks, you know that the U.S. Open just wrapped up. Congratulations to Carlos Alcaraz, 19-year-old, winning his first Grand Slam at the U.S. Open. And Iga Swiatek winning her third Grand Slam, her first U.S. Open, but third of her young career. So, kudos to them. Um, Alexis, you were quite busy out there uh, doing stuff. Can you let the people know what you were doing out, out at in Flushing? Yes, I was on the official social media team. So I think there were 11 of us on the team mm-hmm. that had to cover every single match from matches. fires. Yeah, tell, tell, tell people, people don't realize, because they only probably think of like the main draw, right? With the singles. They don't think about yeah. qualies, wheelchair, uh, doubles. juniors, doubles. They don't think about any of that stuff. But, yeah, so... <laughs> um. I mean, I'm a tennis player. I'm a former tennis player. I've been in qualifiers of pro tournaments and stuff, so I'm kind of used to the grind. So I was sort of ready for it, (laughs) but I also am a West Coaster, so I forgot about that aspect of it. But qualifiers, so to get into the main draw of the U.S. Open, you have to win three matches if you are not ranked. So we had over 100 players trying to get into the main draw. Mm-hmm. It's awesome if you do because you automatically get like an $87,000 check, Pretty which sweet. for some of these um, players, like will never, I never saw a check that big when <laughs> I was playing pro. I mean, same. I saw a close, I saw a close one. <laughs> But never that one. So um, 
that's a big deal when you're on yeah. the pro circuit, especially if you're just starting. Mm-hmm. And then that's a week that we were doing that. That is before the main draw starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then when the main draw starts, it's, gosh, there's so many matches. There's probably 10 matches going on at once yep. all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they start at 6 a.m. on the West Coast, but 9 a.m. <laughs> on the East Coast. That's how you then, that, man. That East Coast to West Coast. In the evening, I'm okay, but in the morning, it's tough. Yeah, so I'm not, <laughs> I am not a morning person. Not mm. a that kind of morning person, mm. especially like cognizant and stuff. So. And you gotta um, you, you gotta grab video, have some funny little little uh, caption to go with it, right? It's, I mean, you gotta be on it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and for qualifiers, you have to be more creative because nobody knows who they are. Know <laughs> yeah. are. So you have to draw people in. So you have to be creative. Luckily, like I said, I have a tennis background, so there were things that I knew that would catch on and be kind of funny. But it wasn't easy, and there were times where me and the team would be going back and forth, just like kind of being like, "Do we think this will work? Do we think this will be funny?" Um, and then when we got to the main draw, watching all those matches all day, and trying to do the same thing, but also trying to do it while honoring Serena, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was so stressful. <laughs> it takes a village, man. I mean. I will say the content this year was popping. It was, yeah. I, I, yeah. Was Social media content was popping, so kudos to you. And it was tough for you guys because, you know, week one of the tournament of the main draw was all about Serena, which, and by the way, rightfully so. Um, but yeah, you know. we were prepared. Mm-hmm. We knew it. I was excited. I remember when I got the the email that I was going to be on the team the, mm-hmm. for the contract work. Mm-hmm. And I was with my boyfriend at the time in Kentucky. And I was like, oh, snap, this is going to be fun. As a tennis player, as a tennis player, this is going to be fun. I don't know if anyone else on the team is going to think it's going to be fun. Because tennis has kind of been in a downward this year. Especially especially, um, because not none of the the tide is turning. None of the same guys are winning. Mm-hmm, none of the mm-hmm. same girls are winning at all. Mm-hmm. And then there's still drama with like politics, obviously like Ukraine and Russia mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And then you know, I I knew Novak wasn't going to be able to get mm-hmm, into the country. Mm-hmm. We had to anticipate that. Mm-hmm. So there was just so many moving parts. So I was like the rest of the contract team, they're probably not going to have <laughs> as much fun right. as if they're not tennis players right. or fans. Right, right. But then we were in Kentucky at a Buffalo Wild Wings, and I see, <laughs> on, I see on the ticker, the ESPN ticker, yeah. Serena Williams has um, just announced her entry for Cincinnati. Right. And I was like, oh, she's playing the Open. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, well, she's playing Cincinnati. That right. means she's that means playing. She's warming the up for the Open. Yeah. It's getting yeah. ready. So I was like, awesome. It's going to be fun. Like, this is really going to be exciting. And then I remember telling 
everyone at the table that I was like, guys, I just I'm working the U.S. Open and Serena's playing. It's going to be lit. <laughs> and it, it sure and it, it sure was lit, by the way. For anyone yeah. that was there, it was oh, diamonds <laughs> lit, like Same. lit with diamonds. Let me tell it you, was, it is the energy, the vibe, and I love that. And you could tell that Alexa is such a tennis insider because for those that don't know, right, like. Since he in Toronto, those are the two big hardcore warm-up tourneys before the U.S. Open, right? So, like, someone enters that, I mean, barring injury, they're doing that because they're playing the U.S. Open, right? That's that's the whole reason. And so that – so you were excited. You're like, all right, I'm going to go. I want to see Serena. We're ready to roll. <laughs> my my mom is like, oh, like, she's like, should we go to should we go to Cincy too? She's like, my, she was ready. <laughs> my mom is like, my family is what got me playing tennis. Mm. So, um then three days later, the Vogue article mm-hmm. comes out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm working through this last tournament. <laughs> I was like, this is like the rest of my summer. I was like, I have to, everything else is got, I got to cancel everything. <laughs> Everything's canceled. <laughs> I was like, I have to get everything business-wise, everything else in order because this is going to be like mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. entire three weeks. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. <laughs> it- I eat, sleep, slept, and breathed tennis. I've been in a bubble for three weeks that I just got out of. Uh, yeah, no, that, that, that's, a, that's a great great way to describe it because people who, you know, I was there covering it um, for one of my media outlets and – but even that, right? Like, I kind of start. I decide it's like, all right, I'm not getting there till noon today, or eh, I'm not showing up till three o'clock. You know, like what? Right? But like you, you're like, no, I am literally up from like the crack of dawn and literally not in bed again until early the next morning because these matches ended at four a.m. Right? Like the matches felt um, later this year, right? Didn't they? We love him, and we're happy he got his first slam. But man, he had a lot of fight. He's a marathon matches. player, man. And he always had the night matches, uh-huh. so it was a lot of the time we were on shifts. But still, because we were so we were so gun set on making sure the content was amazing. Mm-hmm. And everyone who wasn't a tennis fan would want to tap in with us. Even when we weren't mm-hmm. technically clocked in, mm-hmm. we would be like, this is a good idea. And we would still be working as a team. Mm-hmm. When that, when that uh, Saquon Barkley video went up, mm-hmm. that was all of us. Like we all were like, we have like <laughs> in the, in the group uh, Slack yeah. talking about what are we going to do with this video? So it was just like there was no sleeping, there was no, and it was and it was it, great. It was by crazy. the way, that was great teamwork because mm-hmm. I, I I was at that match and I and so like I mean normally I'm not on like my phone with the match like I'm not looking but like I remember being like oh what's going on and I was like oh I'm like I wasn't near Saquon but I'm like oh that's funny like and then everyone picked up on it right the whole idea of like that's everybody during every point and he's like ah, ah, and moving and like going back and forth yeah like that. and it was it, it was. But you loved it because you got the emotion of what in Saquon, you got what every all other 20 something thousand people. That's what everybody else is feeling. Right. You just happen to have him do the visual representation of that. And that, I think, was really cool that you guys were able to do again, having the advantage of 
you know, a Serena retirement tour, right? And then, of course, all those amazing matches with with Alcaraz on the men's side. I mean, the center match was insane. The Tiafoe match was, I mean, it was just like, oh, and my God. So many different ones. <laughs> Crazy. I know. I'm kind of glad. Um, Djokovic is, like, one of my favorite players. What is, like, the personal and his political side, it's like, mm, that's tough. Right. But as far as, like, Tennis skills. Playing on the court. Tennis, he's the most like Agassi, who is my all-time. So I was actually excited that he wasn't going to play here once it was like confirmed because mm-hmm. I was like, this, is, this tournament is going to be all about Serena mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all about the, the, the passing of the mm-hmm. torch. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a tennis fan who keeps up with tennis, yeah. who watches tennis. Yeah. And even I was shocked at how many players on both mm-hmm. men's and mm-hmm. women's sides are about to take over this. Yeah. this. yeah. It really is wild. Like, the big three changing on the men's, I feel like, was a major moment, right, with, like, this next gen of, like, yeah. amazing tennis. Like, I'm watching some of these points, of course, on U.S. Open Social, and I'm like, is this real? Like, cause I think I was too, but I was like, I was like kind of fit, but like the, the, the breath and the depth and these shots, I'm like, I don't even understand how this is possible. Like this shit photoshopped. <laughs> I don't get it. It is unreal. This next no, gen. It, it, you're right. It, the, the next generation, I mean, on both ends, men's and women, it's just wild. Mm-hmm. Like you're watching these matches and I'm like counting in my head. That's a winner. That's a winner. That's a winner. I'm like, yet yeah, point's still going on. I'm like, yep. you hit like 15 winners, but this point is still happening. How is this going on right now? And it's just, but that's like the evolution of like athletes and human beings, right? Like this ain't, this ain't your, your grandpappy's tennis, right? This ain't Roy Emerson and Don Budge out here, right? These are, these are serious, like, you know, elite athletes. I mean, that's Super athletes, now, yeah. Right? It's like the best, some of the best athletes I, in the world play tennis now versus in the past. I mean, not have been the case. I literally tell, obviously I come from a family full of like professional basketball players, but I tell anyone who asks that I'm the best athlete in my family. <laughs> That's right, girls. It's the other court sport that people need to be talking about. I, I tennis, and it's hard. I don't have any team. I didn't have any teammates. Right, yeah. And it requires athleticism mm-hmm. without help from others. And it's yeah, and a head game. Mm-hmm. You don't have a coach. Like, and I was a nutcase when I was playing tennis. So. <laughs> I love it. A nutcase. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's funny because you see, like, I would see people complain about uh, Nick Kyrgios's, like, yeah. meltdown. And I was You're like, like, I relate to this. I was like, that was not even that bad. <laughs> You're like, let me tell you what I would do. <laughs> I was like, I was in college breaking several rackets. So. I was just going to ask. I was like, how many rackets you went through in college? <laughs> um, I remember... I mean, college, it was kind of different because, you know, once you get to college, you get so much taken care of as far as equipment. So I honestly didn't even pay attention to my equipment. But in high school, (laughs) (laughs) um, but in high school, oh, I went through uh, and high school seasons are what, like maybe eight weeks max. I went through uh, 16 rackets and wow. my mother was. Damn, Gina. 
I mean, right? Like, so you, right. so you show up to the match, you got like probably five strong rackets in your bag, maybe six, right? Like, you get mad, mm-hmm. you crack through three of them, you're like, damn, I only got three left. <laughs> let me let me cool out. Let me let me relax. I can have any more any more rackets yeah. to finish. And it was like high school tennis that did not matter at all. <laughs> like, it all matters. No, no, at the time, it, it all matters. It, but it did matter because you're a competitor. Mm-hmm. So of course. So everything yeah. matters. You out in the you out in the backyard with the sibling, it's like no, this matters, my friend. Like we we going. <laughs> oh yeah. It's just funny because yeah, I lettered, I think I lettered like 10 times in high school. I did like every sport, but when it came down to what I was gonna play in college, I I just knew I was like, I cannot have any teammates. Like I need to be accountable. <laughs> my wins and my losses i love it i love it well it's, it's- i was gonna ask did you play doubles now oh, i need doubles, to know yeah. <laughs> well, that's that one was enough and i had no choice because i'm left-handed and i grew up um so my uncle john lucas mm-hmm. coaches for the rockets yeah. A lot of people don't know this, but he played tennis at Maryland as well. I knew that. And he's one of <laughs> um, he he was he's one of the few. I mean, I doubt there's many others, if any others, that played um, professional basketball and tennis at the same time. And so he's older, obviously, and he ha- is a serve and volley type player. So and like John McEnroe, mm-hmm. that's what I grew up mm-hmm. on. That's right. So I've always been a serve and volley type mm. and an advantage of being left-handed. It's a huge advantage. So I had to play doubles. It was what was going to get me to the next level. Yeah. So well, that was how I was able to do some pro tournaments is my doubles partner that I met in college. She was the number one tennis player in Vietnam. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, cool. so, she, she, so she got um, wild cards and stuff into like everything. That's dope. Well, I mean, you know. And playing doubles, of course, works on your volley game and your hands at the net, right? So you're like, you're doing all the things. But let's, all right. So we got we got excited about the U.S. opening, got all amped because it was crazy. But let's rewind, <laughs> get back to the beginning, right? Like, how did you get started in tennis? I mean, you talk about your athletic family, so you got to kind of give people the primer as to who you are and like, you know, how you got all into all these sports and these things. Yes, yes. You got to you got to kind of do the thing just for a little bit so people know. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was born and raised in Vegas. I always like to say that part. Yes, from Vegas. Um, yep. But so my dad is a former professional basketball player. His brother, my mom's brothers, like, they just were all hoopers and had a lot of big old kids, including me. And um, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I'm like the shortest of my siblings and cousins and I'm five, eight, I'm not right. sure. But so, yeah. So we all knew that we were going to play sports in some capacity. And uh, I just remember telling my parents, like, I'm going to make sure you guys don't pay for college. So don't bother me. <laughs> about anything. Uh, that's what I did. So I went to school and, um, I was in Oklahoma at school Mm -hmm. and obviously I had no idea that football Mm -hmm. was as big as it was. It's a religion out there. 
Yeah, like Vegas is not like a big, well, now we have the Raiders and stuff, but, you know, it wasn't like that. So I go to this football school. I have family that's at Oklahoma State that are hooping and, um, you know, that's a football school Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I ended up just uh, meeting a lot of the other athletes and things like that. So when I was done uh, with school, I just knew I didn't want to work for anyone. And I knew I knew how to take care of like athletes and make sure I could like connect them to brands and things like that from my family. So I basically was like some of the guys I went to school with, I was like, Hey, I can help you out when it's draft time. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And I did a couple of things for my uncle who obviously former number one draft Mm -hmm. pick and now still NBA coach. And I went back to Vegas and was doing stuff with Bishop Borman, which breeds a bunch of athletes and and things like Mm -hmm. that. And, I literally just figured out how to connect people and athletes to brands. And then I figured out how to do that on a cell phone through social media. And I caught on just before others. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just figured it out. I just know how to make stuff trend and, and how to research, I guess. And so ever since then, it's been like five, six years since I, it's been seven. (laughs) (laughs) Since I've been out of school. Um, I've just been hired by different organizations. I do college basketball tournaments. Last year, I did the Duke Gonzaga, Mm. the biggest college basketball game. Um, I do high school recruiting tournaments. I still work with some athletes and things like that. So. It was cool. I uh, got to kind of do my dream job, which was finally go back and do a tennis project. And uh, it was ended up being for Serena Williams's last (laughs) tournament. It was like full circle Mm. of everything because I finally got to do a project that was tailored to what I did. So that's what it's about yeah. though, right? It's like, those are the moments where like, I know you said this earlier, I'm turning off my cell phone, canceling all other projects. Like this is it. I'm going to join this bubble. Um, and I, you know, we talk a lot on the show about kind of making your own path, right. And having kind of the whereabouts to create your own journey. When people are like, how'd you get here? It's like, well, that path might not exist anymore, but hopefully there's some doors or some routes along the way. Um, what do you see that's like the next step that you want to do going forward from here? Well, I'm, I'm always about like helping out. I just like to help. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy. I don't know what I was filling out recently, but it was something where they were like, if you could get paid to do something you like doing all the time, I was like, if I could, if philanthropy was a career, I would do it. Um, because when it comes to how I got in this position and doing the things like, like I genuinely hit the genetic jackpot. I just came from a family full of athletes. And then I also happened to have an athletic gene myself. And it took me to places where I met mm-hmm. other athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's really what it was for me. So I always made it made sure that I could help out. I have always hired I always hire girls. Um, 
interns. I don't really call them interns because I usually let them work really fun projects. I pay them. I want like, you know, I had someone, I flew in someone to help me do NBA Summer League this year and she killed it. And it was nice because that was my first time working NBA Summer League, but also, you know, she could probably, she can take that and take over the world with that, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would love to do that all the time. Yeah. All that mentorship's important. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, obviously you talk about, you know, growing up in an athletic family and the, but it's like a birds of a feather thing, right? Like, I mean, if you're, if you're around athletes all the time, that's probably who you're going to naturally like find and flock to. If you're an athlete yourself, right? That's just kind of how that, how that whole industry and game works. Um, all right. Well, so you got ballers in your family. You got, you're a tennis player. So we got to talk sneakers because we are a sneaker show for crying out loud. So we do have to talk sneakers a little bit. Um, you're how, how important for you, um, playing tennis growing up were, were sneakers to you, your footwear and what you had on your feet when you're playing, maybe not necessarily only from a fashion standpoint or if at all, but from a functionality standpoint. Um, gosh, what was my sneaker? You probably had the Agassiz if you were a big Agassiz fan. I did. Oh. You know what's crazy? When it came to gear, mm -hmm. I had like everything Andy Rod. Okay. <laughs> okay. Except, so my mom made me have a Serena racket for like my first couple mm -hmm. years of juniors. Yeah. So Wilson, you're the Wilson then, Pro staff? Yeah, but um, gear-wise, you know, I grew up in Vegas. It's 115 <laughs> yeah. degrees outside. I would kind of just freestyle it with, like, American apparel, and then I would wear any shoe it, at the time because I didn't have to really worry about mm -hmm. it. Um, but then once I got to school, uh, the first school I went to, it was Adidas. Mm -hmm. Those barricades, though, that was like, mm -hmm. that was the yeah, vibe at the time. <laughs> I used to rock out with the barricades, <laughs> so I didn't mind them. And then I got to uh, my second school, and that's when I switched to Nike. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I was playing better tennis. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I may have looked better at the Nike school, but I played better at the Adidas school. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was hitting better because yeah. I also switched rackets. Too. So you went from a Wilson because to what? What you, would you switch from a Wilson to? I went, so when I was in high school, I went Wilson and then I finished high school. I was like, mom, like, I love Serena, but <laughs> Serena's racket is, her, her racket is also yeah. large. And, um, you know, I, I got conceited and was like, it's time for me to use the smaller racket. Like I have, I have it. So I have a really good serve. I was like, Andy Roddick, that's the racket. So I have I was saying, that a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. And then once I got to um, my first school in Utah, after a year is when I met my coach who would train me for years mm -hmm. on after. Um. He was like, you are not good enough for this job. <laughs> Savage. Andy, 
Andy, at, he has an amazing right. serve, but he has a very good, he's not a good volleyer. Right. His, he has good ground right, strikes. Right. So you needed to go and back for a volleyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't have like the precision on the ground right. strokes. So he's like, he's like, you're not skilled enough for this racket. <laughs> Damn, coach. So, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was funny because I needed that. I got to Utah thinking that uh, this was going to be a You were the shit. You're like, oh, I got this. <laughs> he's like, you're not that good of a tennis player. <laughs> he was like, you not. Wow. <laughs> I was like, dang, I wish I would have met you 10 years ago. But so then I went to the Wilson that I don't even know if any player like really represented it. I think Andy Murray mm -hmm. used it for a little bit, but it was basically a Andy Roddick's Babylon version Wilson that had a little bit bigger okay. of a head. Okay. So he was like, this is good for your serve. This is good for your ground strokes. And then he's like, but we need to fix your ground strokes. <laughs> so then I went to my second school with the Wilson racket, Nike gear, and I was hitting better, okay. but I feel like I wasn't moving. Okay. As well. All right. Interesting. And tennis is all about movement. We know, right? Like that's, that's key. Like, you know, it's funny, like in a, in it, when I'm watching a match, when a player gets tight, I could totally tell him like, man, those feet are in cement blocks right now. And you're just like, I'm like, all right, nervous. I get it. Like, it's just the nerves are in. And the brain starts kicking was, in. It's like all of that. I was such a lazy. <laughs> I was like, I have to just end the points on it. Like, that's why I made sure to get a really good serve yeah. and just make it better and better and better. You weren't trying to get into 20 shot rallies. That wasn't your jam. Nope. And I was like, I will always win in a tiebreaker. Like, like, just get me to the tiebreaker, baby. And if I don't, if I didn't win the tiebreaker, then the mental part would kick in and I would get last. New racket, get the shit out of here. Bring back the Babylon. Let's go. Oh, like, bring back the Babylon. Would you? <laughs> That's when the head case would come because I would be like, dang, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I played with a girl like that too, where she we had to get sneak uh bike shorts built into our tennis skirts. Like my freshman year in college when I played, she had ripped off her skirt in the middle of a point because she was so frustrated. <laughs> Not a racket breaker, but a skirt ripper. And so she had these like little shorty bike shorts on. I'll never forget it. They were like, uh, we're going to change this around for the next tournament. We're going to get the ones from the built-in. This ain't it. That's legendary. It is, you know, I, I was talking about this on another pod, you know, and you mentioned it as well, Alexis. Um, and LeBron actually talked about this. He was like, you know, if I could play another sport, it'd probably be tennis. And you, and only, and, but the reasoning he said that was because much like Alexis, like, and we know this for LeBron, like LeBron over his career does not like young teammates. And the reason he doesn't like young teammates on is because he feels like he cannot, like, they don't show up on time. Like LeBron's a super type A OCD, right? Like as many yeah, elite, strong. great, great athletes are. And the thing about tennis is, you ain't got shit else to worry about, right? If, if I don't win, it's yeah. on me, right? Like nobody else to blame. And there are people who just wired better that way. But there is that mental game side of it, right? Where it's like, yeah, but you can't call timeout, right? So when someone's on a run and you're like, shit, I'm down love for other. Oh, well, you're going you're gonna to roll. You got to figure it out because- There's another set. That's it. Let's call it a wrap. No, no help, right? And I think it's just 
that part of it, I think, is so fascinating about tennis is the mental warfare that goes on, like inside your brain and then between you and the person across the net from you. <laughs> yeah, I remember my mom didn't go to a lot of my college tennis matches because I didn't really want her. I didn't really care. Like, I really I wasn't playing. I was playing tennis so that I could pay for school, to be honest, like once I figured out what I was going to do eventually, which was try a pro career, the college tennis was just like something that could make my parents happy. So I was like, look, I'm going to go to school like you guys want me to. So I didn't have them go to a lot of matches, but I remember one, she drove up um, to Utah and <laughs> it was the same situation. So I was up three love first set. Then it got to a tiebreaker. I don't know. I can't remember how I clapped, but it got to the tiebreaker. Up 3-0 and you got and then, to a tiebreaker. So something happened somewhere. <laughs> and then my mom went. And so my college, uh, we would play our matches at a country club. And so my coach was my, who ended up being my like professional coach. He would be in town. He was there. So I think my mom was probably like talking to him, went to go grab something to eat. I don't know, but maybe she went to go watch one of my teammates. Cause she was, I ended up being close with a lot of my teammates. I don't know, but she came or I ended up, finishing the match before she got back and she was like what happened and I was like I lost 11 games in a row (laughs) just collapsed (laughs) and she was like or no 12 yeah three I don't know it went I was up three loss on a tie break then I got then I got goosey it, it gets away from you fast. Oh, it can get away from you in a hurry. Really and I like, I just remember I, I told her, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> I didn't have time to be upset. <laughs> I didn't have, it was the on the onslaught the came so quick. You're like, I don't even know what happened. You're just like, ah. yeah, it was the craziest experience. And I remember, I think I was mad because my tennis coach, my college tennis coach and I didn't get along as best as um, we could have because he kind of knew that I was trying to get out of there mm-hmm. and yeah, do other things. Yeah. So um, I wasn't as dedicated as I should, should have been. And like I said, I was lazy. So, you know, so I think he had, we had a rotation. It was one through yeah. six. And I think he had put me six. So I was already mad that I was playing last. Mm. And so that makes it even worse because <laughs> I was playing the last on the, the competing yeah. team or the opposing yeah. team. And she whooped <laughs> my <head. laughs> And I don't even know how it Sometimes it's just that how that's just how it is. That's, sometimes that's the beauty of sport, uh-huh. man. That is that is the beauty of sport, right? It's just shit happens. And then I just remembered my mom, like, yeah, I'm probably not. Gonna, I I was like, I I don't think I'll 
play another match for this school. Like I, I knew after that it was probably it was a wrap. Then all right, fair yeah. enough. That's how that's how bad the mental was for me. I was like, I'm not, I can't recover from I think this. The, I have got a transfer. The <laughs> toughest thing about tennis, though, is like any good player can beat any other good player on any given day, right? Like, mm-hmm. and people will be like, oh, you're 90 in the world and you're one in the world or whatever that ranking looks like. Yeah. Doesn't that's matter. Still true. Yeah. 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 That's just how it goes. That is how it goes. Um, there's a highly ranked doubles player on tour mm-hmm. right now. I won't say the name, but we played against each other in high school. Um, we're the same age, or she? I think she's like a year younger than me, maybe. But um, yeah, we would have to play against each other in high school, and I was really <laughs> <on> that. <laughs> so it was like it's it crazy. Is. My hidden partner, who has this, we have the same. Uh, mm-hmm. pro coach he ended up playing at ohio okay. state and kept with it and he made it to the third round he played okay. look, at that. look at that i love that <laughs> yeah it's it crazy is. and part of me is like i probably could take a set off of <laughs> if i really wanted to but but you know yeah like that's the kind of like craziness yeah. of tennis like you never, never know, know. And, and that like that mentality though right like we talked about the changing of the guard of course roger announces retirement today the day that we're recording this um you know it, it, the level of play that those three men and serena had in their careers just insane like right growing up you're like i was like all right like i'm like sampras 14 majors like whatever you're like the and it's like, it's no offense to like Sampras, Agassi, McEnroe, Borg, but it's like, these dudes, Different time. this is just, they're on some other, they're, 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 this is some neck shit, right? Like, and it, it, it's, it's incredible, like what they've done. And to now be like, all right, well, you're on the back end of your career. Now two, one of you is already gone. That two, you're going to be out soon. Who's the next one, right? And it's like, well, you got Alcaraz, right? This was one is first. And you got like, you know, that next group underneath them, Sinner and and Tiafo and you know um, there's so many guys who can who can like you know really step up and like but who's going to be consistent right that's the thing anybody can win a match or a set here or there but all right can you get this thing on lock and like run off three out of four grand i'm like i, I doubt it but for a we'll number see. of years too long time i don't think so it's crazy because my my age mm-hmm. window we missed it a little bit um you know it's crazy john and i can't like i can't believe sam retired Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we thought that's like my age window and everyone in the tennis community in our window we thought we were gonna have one and we didn't Mm. get one so it's crazy that like it went Mm -hmm. andy Mm -hmm. marty james skip Skip. (laughs) And now yeah. we have like right, Francis, right. AJ, like I said, my old hitting partner, like to get third that's, round at the crazy, end. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he got a set off of Tiafo, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So he's young. So the sky is the limit for him. Tracy Austin's mm-hmm. son mm-hmm. got into the yep. main draw and won. He just mental, it was, he mentally collapsed at the end. Um, but 
So there's a chance yeah. in the men for Americans. That's a very, very big yeah. deal. Huge. Because Serena, Serena and Venus have been carrying. Carrying. <laughs> for, for, for like decades. 30 years. Decades. Carrying. Yeah. Decades. <laughs> but, there's, but now this generation is not going to have that like dominance that we got yeah. to experience with our yeah. legends sure. because it's insane. My favorite player, like if yeah. I have a list, it's number one is Andre mm -hmm. Agassi. Then it's Ro mm -hmm. uh, Roger. Then it's mm -hmm. Novak. But the thing is, is that Novak is going yeah. to be. Yeah. He's it's in, I mean, the three between the three of them, that's in, 64, 65 Grand Slam, something like that. That's retarded. Rafa, like, Rafa three Tom Brady's. He's not, he's not, in, he's not mm -hmm. on my list. I don't, I don't, mm, he's not like my goat. <laughs> and, 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 and is he not your goat? Because you're like, I can't give the goat to someone who's the majority of their majors are one on one service. Ooh, plot twist. It's, it's because it's because the surface is <laughs> and you hate clay. If the surface was hard, it would be different. I don't mean it's a different game. It is. It, but it's the surface that the least amount of people even learn yeah. to get right. good. So you have a special set of skills already going into that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But to be fair to him, um, he has won yeah. majors on grass and on hard court too. Absolutely. Which is why mm -hmm. he's a legend. He is one of the not goats. Yours. He's just Fair not enough. one of mine. I think it takes like like Pete is a lot of people's goats. Pete right. isn't one of mine because I think that Andre did something that Pete can't. Maybe like Pete right. won more, but Andre right. did yeah. it all. Yeah. He changed the game with who and he was. Andre, yeah. To to come from Las Vegas, mm -hmm. Nevada place where we don't even have any other surface courts it's 110 <laughs> degrees so hot yeah like and he won every yeah. major and he did it while playing yeah. with pete and a bunch yeah, of other yeah. guys and that's why like i think with and then roger came around <laughs> he just i mean for me I, still for me Will... I, I just feel like peak fed. I, I I don't think I've witnessed anybody play better tennis than peak Federer. Like, it's just like that run from like, Oh, five to like, Oh, nine. I was like, I mean, what about Novak's run? I mean, that he no, just no, had Novak's because I mean, he no doubt. Right no doubt. I, I just mean like, I, I just mean aesthetically like Roger, Roger consider like, you know what? It's the end of yeah. I, I think for me, I think it's, it's I, aesthetically for me, right? I think that's that. I think that's why I, that's why I like it, right? It is it is the way that that Roger made tennis look really effortless. Like it takes no effort Beautiful to play strokes, it. And like, yeah. And I'm like, but it, but I know it takes way more effort than that. It just looks like it doesn't to you. He that's does that in me, life like, though. You know, like I mean, I saw like, Roger Federer walking down the street and like hair blowing like, in his know, wind. He's just one of those people. When I when I, when I watch a Nadal match, like I know that takes effort because I feel every point that he right because you just it's he plays so fit right. Yeah. Same with Novak in a way too, right? Like it's like, like Andy should have more than agreed. one. He should he should have more than one. But it's like when he was playing Roger, it's it's like. 
Andy should have maybe gotten one from Roger because from the looks of it, Andy was trying yeah. harder, but Roger is just like, like Andy really tried. <laughs> he worked his <laughs> in those finals just, against you know. him. And but he just could not play better than Roger. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And that's so scary to me because I knew the second he fired Todd yeah. Simon and was like, I'm going to go gluten-free. And like, I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> You're like, once he changed the diet, I'm I knew sure it, it was over. Free, yeah. no, no. That was the only thing that was holding him back is he would never be able right. to finish matches. He was like, and then once he did, You're like, like, oh, look out. This dude's a problem now. No, it's, listen, it's, It'll be an interesting thing to see, like, you know, when the three, when, well, Roger's already done, when the other two are done, like, where the numbers stack and all that. And then again, you know, as people have already said, like, they're already like, look, they think Alcaraz is the next, is the next one, right? So, like, it'll be interesting to see, like, what that all looks like, you know, and where it all, where it all plays out 20 years from now. <clears throat> all right. Yeah. So. We went way longer than I thought, and you don't, you don't even you don't even do these. We can you talk tennis all day, all day with tennis. All we listen, we we love tennis. Tennis is great. Um, I know that people even ask about it, so <laughs> not a lot of people do. I'm glad people have been watching tennis. Yeah, I, I think you know the the Serena the Serena bit. I think was huge because it showed how much of a, I mean, of course we know what she is as, as a tennis player, but she's such a cultural icon and like, mm -hmm. right. It's like, you, you, I always say, okay, how do I know someone is bigger than their sport? When someone who doesn't watch sports talks about it, that's how I know. Right. Like, I'm like, all right, you don't even watch sports anymore. Yeah. This is a big deal. Right. That's because when you're immersed in it, you're like, you think everybody thinks it's a big deal, but that's not true. When people who do not watch sports are talking, I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 You get it. And she's, she's one of those. Right. People who don't watch sports know who she is, right? And that's that's, that's one of the signs. She's he won't be a legend. It's cool. I'm glad that everyone tapped in the past couple weeks to to see that. I wish I don't even think she realized her impact because if she did, I feel like she would have played a couple more <laughs> matches. Just throw throw a few more in for the rest of us. Yeah, I feel like she started practicing a little earlier. Because her final match was very yeah, yeah, winnable. Yeah. <laughs> she could have, honestly, she could have yeah, won the tournament. Every like, Iga is great. Iga is so good. She'll win, oh my God. More, she'll win more slams, but even she was beatable mm -hmm. by Serena this tournament specifically. Serena just had not. Any given day. It's true. Any, any yeah. given day. Well, folks, <clears throat> but you didn't think you were going to talk tennis all day today, but we did. That's how, that's what we do. Like this is this is the end shit part. Sometimes you're like, ah, oh, let's talk about other stuff. Well, this is great, um, Alexis. Tell the people where they can find you. Follow your exploits. See what's going on. You like that exploits? I make it sound so salacious. It's not. It's not really that salacious. But Good word, where can salacious. they find you? Great word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, everything is Alexis from Vegas. A-L-E-X-I-S, um, literally, my website, all my socials, okay, Alexis okay. from Vegas. And, uh, and yes, go for <laughs> <it>. <laughs> and, and next time you're in Vegas, folks, hit her up. I don't know. Get your, you know, she can hook you up with some stuff. You know, I don't know. We'll see. Just reach out. The Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> 
Raiders go aces. Aces, I know. Aces. Aces about to win that WNBA championship tonight. And of course, the night we're recording. Although I don't want to jinx them. Anyway, folks, you know where to find us. We are at Kicks and Shit Show on all social media platforms. Of course, we are part of the Bomb Podcast feed. You can find us there with the original Bomb Show, Woke Bros, Crypto Bros, all the good stuff. And until next time, everybody, peace.